Hey yo, I'm Katie. And that's your boy Corey. Good morning. Good Welcome morning. To the Press Next Podcast. Hello, hello, folks. We are back with another episode this week. Back like we never left. <laughs> and recording at a different time of day. We are. So this so is a little Ako Taco for us. We usually record at night. Now we're recording in the morning, you know. Um, sometimes my job requires me to work late into the evening. Burn that midnight oil. So I am, we're, we're switching it up. We're recording in the morning since I'll be working late a couple times this week. Maybe I'm more alert though. Yeah. So maybe the, so. Maybe we're a little bit more talkative. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that I, might be a bad thing. If you know me at about 2 PM, I had a slump. Yeah. Mine's just at <laughs> and three. I just go into like zombie mode yeah mine's is definitely 3 p.m like once 3 p.m hits that's typically why i don't like to schedule stuff past three mm-hmm. i just like to do administrative work past three because i'm a dud yeah at, at, after three you're not getting much out of me yeah same that's probably because you wake up early every morning yeah i'm definitely a morning worker like past lunch mm-hmm. i'm useless got some food in you i want to take a nap yeah i'm tired of talking i'm usually in, in a meeting that has been way too long mm. True. So three o'clock hits and I'm I'm just glazed over Dunzo. like a donut. Yeah. <laughs> I need a nap or something. Some sort of restful hour. Um but anyway, hope Let's that it, it is good good information, good talkative episode. Listen, this episode we are gonna talk about a movie that Katie has never seen. Mm-mm. Well, like you've seen it now. Yeah, I saw it. Um we watched it last night, but we were trying to figure out, okay, what movie to do next. We really wanted to do, or we planned to do the, do the lie, but we just didn't feel like there was like really good conversation or circled around that movie. Yeah. Uh, and just to give you a quick rundown, if you want to watch the movie, it's actually not a bad movie to watch. Um, the lie. It, yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. If you never watched it, you'd probably be fine too. Um, but that movie is about a girl who it's it's really just about a big a big ass lie, um, and it's about a girl who goes missing and. Uh, not only does she go missing, the daughter kills her best, her best friend, friend. Yeah. and then the parents go to like these extreme lengths to cover up what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to watch that, go ahead and watch it. That's cool. But we're not going to have a discussion on that. What we're going to talk about today is a movie that has uh, my boy Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. It's called The Bucket List. It's a it's a it's a sad. I wouldn't say necessarily sad. It does have sad moments, like you, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. it's definitely a drama. Um, it came out in 2007, so I guess you can say fairly old, older film. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really good, and I feel like we really haven't talked about films like this. So we yeah. typically do like some sort of mystery or some sort of something like high pass face, um, high pass face, high, high pace film, right? Mm-hmm. This one is a little bit slower, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it did make Katie cry. Yeah, everything makes me cry though. <laughs> <laughs> she's a she's a sap, and I I'm a am. sap too. But everything just... makes me cry, but this movie did, you know. And after the movie, I actually looked at Corey and I was like, "Man, things just hit different when you're married." And then she started crying, <laughs> and, and I said, I, "And then I started crying again." Yeah, but it's true because uh, I felt the same. I just wasn't crying. So where all the emotions that you were feeling on the inside, I was feeling too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't get there. It takes a lot for me to get there. You know that. Yeah. Um, but I was there. Emotionally, I was there. And then we had a sweet little moment. We did. 
We we dance in the living room. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not the only <laughs> that one. That was one big slur. <laughs> we danced in the living room to our wedding song. Yeah, it just was. Um, you're gonna laugh when I say this. It just felt organic. Yeah, <laughs> it just happened. So it was fun. It was a cool night, and I implore you all to go watch this film because mm-hmm. I think the discussion that we have around it um, is going to be pretty important. Now, side note, I'm gonna give this to you every single time. If you have not watched the film. Pause the episode now or take these spoilers and you can go watch the film because we're about to explain what the film was. Okay, so here's how the film kind of starts off. Morgan Freeman plays a character. His name's Carter, but I'm just going to refer to him as Morgan Freeman because you all know Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. And he's a mechanic and, you know, he gets a phone call. You can, he really loves Jeopardy for some reason, but he gets a phone call and he figures out that his cancer is back um, and he has to go to the hospital because he's in a... Um, like a special trial that's supposed to help his cancer out, right? Mm-hmm. And then Jack Nicholson, so I'll just call him Jack. Jack um, is actually owns the hospital. Mm-hmm. So he's a super rich guy, super duper rich, owns the hospital, um, has a policy about we run hospitals, not uh, day spas. So everybody in the hospital has to share a room with somebody else. And so he just so happens because Jack also has uh, this uh, has cancer as well. They just so happen to share a room. And they're not like, how would you characterize a relationship at first? Um, just two people in a hospital room, really. Yeah. Like strangers. I don't know you. Don't really like each other. Don't really want to get to like each other. Right. Like just doing their own thing. Yeah. I don't care to know you. You don't care to know me. It we is just got to share is. the same yeah. space. Yeah. So that's how their relationship was in the beginning. Um, Morgan's wife is is a nurse in the movie, uh, and so she's kind of there sometime by his side and stuff like that and really wants him to live and everything else but jack's character is a classic like journeyman billionaire doesn't give a damn about nobody else he has an assistant who he doesn't even call by his real name okay yeah the assistant's real name is michael and he calls him tommy right like the entire movie just calls him different names um but anyway over the course of family yeah doesn't have doesn't have family uh, and he kind of jack explains why he doesn't have family uh, he's been married like four times, but on the flip side, Morgan's been married for 40, 50, 60 years. Yeah. Um, I think it was 60. Yeah. Uh, so it's, he's been married a long time. So you're really getting a dichotomy of like just two different people. One of them is religious in the movie. One of them is not religious in the movie. Um, Jack is very, let's live on the edge. And Morgan's very like, no, we have to live out our days and plan out ahead and just be somber and be humble and everything else. So they're two very different people. Morgan obviously is black. Jack is white, right? So the contrast in this film is pretty stark mm-hmm. between the two individuals. Uh, but they're complete strangers and they end up becoming friends. And how they do this is that um, they both get pretty bad prognosis okay they're like you got maybe six months to a year to live Mm -hmm. and so morgan does a bucket list as somewhat of a mental exercise for himself so he can accept what's the you know what's about to come Mm -hmm. so does he really think he's going to do the stuff on his bucket list no but of course jack somehow stumbles against his hands on it and the freelancer that jack is jack's like no we need to make this come through Mm -hmm. true we're asymptomatic. We don't got stuff going on. We only have this much time to live. Let's just go do it. Money's not a not a thing. I got as much money in the world. So the movie is spent 
they spend time traveling the world on a private jet and doing all of these things on the bucket list, whether it's getting tattoos, driving mm-hmm. special cars, skydiving, which that mm-hmm. was like the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, climbing the pyramids and sitting at the top of the pyramids. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so it's just a bunch of bucket list stuff that you would think, you know, going to the Taj Mahal. They did all of this in a span of maybe like a month or two, uh, just flying around on Jack's private jet and their friendship and their bond just continues to grow, continue mm-hmm. to grow, continue to grow. Um, and so that's I mean, pretty much the basis of the film, but mm-hmm. it really dives into like human development, and especially in the latter years, I guess the geriatric years of your life, uh, because how rare is it for you to find like a like a friend? Yeah. And and at, at that, that stage, age, you know, yeah. um, at that point, you know, I, I've always thought about this. It must be tough, like getting older and watching your friends pass, mm-hmm. and then you like just you're slowly becoming like the lonely person mm-hmm. because like everybody around you who was your friend is just not here anymore. Right. So it's got to be tough, like a blessing for you to find a friend. A true friend, you know, and towards mm-hmm. the end of the movie, Jack said that um, the last years of Morgan's life were the best years of his yeah. or the last the last the months last of his months. life were the best months of his life. I was about to bring <clears throat> that up because I I like that. That was deep for me because you see this man, Jack's character, who has not allowed anybody to get close to him. Right. Doesn't have any friends, doesn't have any family, has always cared about himself. And then here he is the last months of his life and found someone who he loves. I mean, it's great. They both like, and then they both challenge each other to live. Right. Yeah. And something else that a, a quote that I loved is that, um, Morgan Freeman's character's wife said that he left as a stranger and came back a husband. A husband. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was so that was profound, you know what yeah. I mean? And like Cuz it just goes to show that you never stop learning about yourself. Exactly. You continue to grow, you're continuing to evolve uh and sometimes though you know, it may have to be a sabbatical or whatever it mm-hmm. is, you have to leave to find yourself, right? Because right? sometimes life can get stagnant. You know, you have everything you want or everything that you think that you want, right? Mm-hmm. Life's good. You've had this wife for 65 years. You have three kids. You have some grandkids. Life's good. You're you're living. Your bills are paid. And so you start going through the motions and then you kind of lose that fire. Right. I mean, and think about it. He said, Morgan's character said that when he was younger, he wanted to be a history teacher. Mm-hmm. And if you watch this film, you I mean, that makes a lot of sense, right? Mm-hmm. But then he was young and he was black and his wife was pregnant. So then he took the, the best job that was out for a black man he can get. So he becomes a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And so he spent his life not living his dream anymore. He spent his life working so that his he can provide better for his family. Right. Um, and so, I mean, I think that that's very true. And mind you, I haven't, obviously I haven't taken any kind of long trip to be a better husband or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I literally find that in some life events that happen to me, they make me like a better person because I appreciate more. So especially when you're around something like I, we talked about this last night when, uh, when the panorama hit, <laughs> I'm sorry, when the pandemic hit, okay. Uh, at least in America, we all went on lockdown and everything else. We saw divorce rates and everything shoot up mm-hmm. now, luckily enough, and maybe not luckily enough, whatever, luckily enough, we 
just got married. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we had like a phase where we we're like a honeymoon we, phase. Um, we weren't even married. We weren't yet. even married yet, right? You know, but <laughs> we got married there. in the middle, of this. right? But my point is, the there was a lot of people who had lived and been married for years, mm-hmm. and they have been going through the motions. Yeah, and the and the Panera Bread said, "Hey, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> my bad." The Puppuccino, my bad. Okay, the pandemic said. <laughs> You have to reevaluate what's going on because mm-hmm. you got to sit down. And this entire time you've been going through the moment, uh, the the motion. Now you're forced to yes face exactly yeah. And so you're either going to come out better or, or worse, mm-hmm. in that on that end. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me speaking personally, I came out better yeah as far as being a companion to you mm-hmm. right, um, amongst other things. Like right. I I feel like I became a better friend. Yeah. I hope I became yeah. a better friend. No, definitely. And I do feel like we have gotten closer since all of this i mean guys we live in an 800 square foot apartment it is tiny and we have maybe four rooms that you can actually well three rooms that you can actually close the door to the bathroom our bedroom and another bedroom that's full of stuff that i do Corey, creative stuff stuff. (laughs) i mean and the dog's kennels and the dog's kennels so we don't have a lot of space to get away from each other. Even if you close the room, the the bedroom door, you still hear what's going on oh, of course. in the next room. Because she comes out and yells at me every night for playing video games, telling me to stop yelling. He just yelled. I you do. Know? I'm Why so do excited. You yell? I just because he I has just... headphones in and he can't hear himself, and the game is so loud, and he's like talking to his friends, but he's screaming. Like I'm pretty sure our upstairs neighbor can make out every single word, probably that he says. Anyways, um, so we're in this really small space, and honestly, you didn't really get on my nerves. Wow. <laughs> Not to the point of where I'm like, I'm so done with you. Like, there's a couple things you do, and I'm like, why, why do you do that? Oh, my goodness. Listen, like, scream. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, but. Anybody knows me, I can, you're just knows very I can loud. be annoying. Hey, I'm a, yeah, I'm a loud human being. I definitely can be annoying. I actually take that as like a. I don't know. I enjoy annoying people sometimes, mm-hmm. but but no, I think it definitely made us stronger. Yeah, definitely. And, and I know some people are going to be like, "Well, you're yeah, newlyweds." Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so, listen. <laughs> I've seen some new people in relationships that didn't work out. We've either. still been together for a long time and living with each other for a year before this even started. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely. So, I, I, if we can make it through, um, if we can make it through the pandemic. I was going to use another P word, mm-hmm. but if we can make it through the pandemic, I feel like we can make it through anything. Mm-hmm. So kudos to us, man. Okay. Let's get into this. Listen, um, one of the things I really wanted to talk about, because I've never really thought about this. I mean, I have, you know, you know, people ask you like all the time, like, what would you do if you won a million dollars, you know, or the lotto? Because mm-hmm. a million dollars, I mean, it's still a million dollars, but it ain't 500 million. Right. But off the top. Do you have like five things that you would want to put like on a bucket list? If we had to create a bucket list right now, what's what's five things? Hmm. Hmm. Um, I would definitely want to go to Germany. Okay. Just because it's always been my... She's obsessed with Germany, y'all. I am. Well, first of all, because that's where my people are from. But also... um. Because I just, I've heard so many stories, both my mom and my stepmom, ironically enough, were both 
military family, mm-hmm. army family, and so they both. This is so ironic. They both lived in Germany. Wow. Um, growing up, and so I've just heard stories from both of them. And ever since I was little, when my mom used to talk to me about it, I've just been so intrigued with it, and I want to go really bad. And then my dad, um, about a year ago, two years ago, um. Some people in my family got really into genealogy mm. and tracing back where we came from. And my dad can literally tell you from me to him to my grandpa to my great grandpa to my great great grandpa, he can tell you back to when my family came. And apparently, we are from Germany and Switzerland. So I want to see those those places just because of that. And my my mom and my stepmom both just sharing their experiences with me. Well, that'd be dope. Uh, I think we can go to Germany. I have so some friends that've been in Germany. What's what's another? Um, hmm. Well, I've been skydiving. That was something that I got to mark off my list. Yeah, so I got to sit I, I on always the ground. wanted to. <laughs> I always wanted to skydive, and I'm glad that I did it when I did because I feel like as I get older, not as I get older, but as I have more to lose, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, now I have a husband, right? Like, if anything happened, that'd be devastating. Or and, and it's not like I think that anything is going to happen, but I don't know. I just, I truly think, and if you're married, please let me know. I truly think that when you are married or when you have a child, things change. Your mindset changes because right. now you are not just worried about yourself. Yeah, he's kind of said and that I in was, the movie too. Yeah, and I was worried about you when we were dating, but I don't know. Something just changes, I'm telling you. Um. So... Hmm. I don't know. You go while I think okay. of another one. I guess a better question would be five things that you either want to do or stuff that you've already kind of crossed off of your list. That way, you know, make it a little bit yeah. easier on yourself. I would say um, something that I want to do and or cross off my list would be, and your bucket list, ladies and gentlemen, do not have to be like huge things. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, if you watch the movie, one of the things on his bucket list was laugh until I cry. Right. Like, right. You know, which is attainable. Yeah. I want to um, really bad go ATV on sand dunes. Mm. That's like, I want to do that. That's on my bucket list. Gotta, yeah, gotta do fun. that. I wanted to do it for my birthday last year, but obviously, you know. <laughs> Uh, obviously we're in pandora's box so (laughs) couldn't do that okay but that's one Mm -hmm. i think another one is to uh spend a weekend in philly and go to an eagles game yeah yeah that's on that's 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 on a bucket list for me that would be amazing um another bucket list thing and i don't know why (laughs) i want to fly first class yeah never done that at some point just because just just to do it right Mm -hmm. if i had the fun just to do it who like I know it's probably a waste of money, but I want to experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing on my bucket list is, um, I mean, travel, but I'm going to take travel off because we have a list of places where we want to go. And oh I my think gosh, we're really gonna it's ach- so long. It's so long. And I think we're going to achieve a lot of them. So yeah. I'm going to take travel off, but I'll just say travel. I'll say travel, yeah. but just in, because in, I've been to a lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> so continue to do that. I want to continue mm-hmm. to travel. Um... Well, something. Can I say hug Jessica Biel? <laughs> <laughs> Only if I can hug Justin Timberlake. Hey, okay. Hello. Watch your mouth now. 
All right, hello. Don't do that. I do I have to bring him. up David? I love him. Uh-huh. What you about to say? Go ahead. Um, so obviously there are hundreds of national parks, so that's not attainable, but I, I will say that I want to see as many as possible. Yes. That would be cool. Yeah. I think that's dope. I also want to be on a, um. And visit all 50 states. I do want to go to all 50 states. Yes. That's cool. I, I, I kind of want to skip a couple of them because you know, but everything's got something to offer. So why not? Yeah. Um, I want to be at. I want to go to like a like a studio a lot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you, I'm sorry if y'all hear a couple of things in this episode. Our dogs growling because they like to play with this toy, and then obviously it's in the morning and we're right by a window. And I don't know if y'all heard this earlier, but these <laughs> the birds, birds chirping. chirping. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, bro, these birds going crazy. But I want to go see, um, like maybe to Tyler Perry Studios because I think it's pretty cool, pretty dope, especially Tyler Perry being black and. Having like the first black top executive to really have his own studio. So that would be dope. I would really, 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 really want to do that. That'd be cool. Um, Especially if they were like filming something, you know? Mm -hmm. So that would be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Dang, what else would I do? Somebody said, uh, I mean, on the movie, they said, kiss kiss the most beautiful woman in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I got to cross that one off. Oh, me? Oh, you thought I was talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> talking about my moms, but okay, I'll give you. No, I'm just joking. I'm talking right. about you, girl. I'll I'm give talking you about that you. One. Talking about you. You know what I'm saying? Me trying to be a little sweet, mm. you know, a little sweet on a you. Sweet. Uh, I do not want to go skydiving, so I'm cool on that. So you can cross that one off yours. Yeah. I'm good. Um, media celebrity, I've already done for like plenty of times. What else? What you got? I feel like we should like make an actual bucket list and do it. I would like to see a sunrise from the top of a mountain. That would be cool. That would be dope. Now we did, we were at the top of a mountain, but we were on a mountain. Right. In in New Mexico. Right. You know, this is, that's a difficult one though, because then you have to hike in the dark. Yeah. Not doing that. (laughs) Or you can just get up there like the day before or something. That is true. And say camp, do your thing. That is true. I'm going to be, my head are, is already hurting, so I'm sure my head would be hurting up there, too. Um, okay, cool. I mean, I think this is a good little little running list. I feel like mm-hmm. I have a lot if I just name off stuff, but I really do want to drive home the point that, like, we should, I think everybody should create a bucket list of really just, like, things that make you feel good and make you happy, and they don't have to be things that you think are unattainable, like, especially things that don't cost money. Like, right. it does not cost money to help a stranger out. Like, right. if that's going to make you feel good and that's on your bucket list. It doesn't cost money to laugh until you cry, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't cost money to do those things. So, there's, maybe if you want to segment it, you can do it into, like, things that don't cost money, things that cost that, that I can afford, and things that I have to save for, you know? Yeah. And I think that something important to take into account also is that, when you're making this bucket list, like, yeah, it's things you want to do. Damn Siri. It's things that you want to do, but make it in the sense as if you were just given an expiration date. Right. What are things that are most important to you? Because of course, everybody in the world wants to travel. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to see different things. Everybody wants to go places. And so what, what is most important to you? 
Right. Because the theme of the the movie, and I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, is when, um, not necessarily, but the theme really is to find joy. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of the movie. Mm-hmm. Is they're doing this thing to find joy. Oh, they talk about it on top of the pyramid. Yes, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up. Something when they were on top of the pyramids that they said, um, the Egyptians ask you a question to get into heaven. One is, was there joy in your life? Right. And the second was, did you bring joy to someone else's life? Or did your life bring joy to someone else? And I feel like that's like, in the in the simplest forms, whether you are religious or not, um, I, I I feel like that's a good way to live life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Bring joy to other people and find joy yourself. Yeah. Like, I feel like at the end of the day, you will be at somewhat at peace with your life and your life's work. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're not going to go through trials and tribulations. I'm sure you're going to have your, your downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's going to be hills that you're going to be able to conquer. So, No, I agree. And I feel like we have gotten, as a society in America, we have gotten to a point where everything, you know, self-care this, be selfish, think about yourself. All those things are important. You do need to take care of yourself because you can't pour from an empty glass. But I feel like we've gotten too far mm-hmm. into be selfish right? or... I feel like we try so hard to make our lives great and our lives better that we're not thinking about the lives of others around us and not just your close friends, because Mm. it's easy to be impactful on your close friends. It's easy to be nice to your friends. Those people that you aren't close with, what are you doing to make an impact on them? Right. What are you doing to make an impact on a stranger? Mm. You Mm, know? mm, mm. Yeah. No, I do know. I think very profound what you're saying, because... I think if you look at my opinion is if you look at even our leadership from the top down or bottom up, whatever, if it's reflective of that, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have a lot of some of the the issues that we have today. If people were looking out for other people, Mm -hmm. everybody right now is kind of fending for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I get it. I think that there's a reason why this didn't just happen overnight. Right. There's a reason why that everybody's kind of protective and looking out for themselves. I get it. I totally get it. But I have found the most joy in my life. So just speaking upon myself, when I am doing others, I'm doing stuff for others or around others and being with people, uh, which is why I'm really excited for like this vaccine and other measures that keep people healthy. Because uh, once we can get back to some sort of um, some sort of realm of normalcy, I think we'll become even more connected because we're we're missing that. We're yearning mm-hmm. that this year didn't do nothing to us, but make us even more singular. Right. And more siloed. Isolated. Right. We don't want to be around people. Right. So I think there's people, especially like myself, we're yearning for that. I want to go on trips. I want to be around people. Mm-hmm. I want to take a certain group of people and go to the cabins in the woods and just chill, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to do what we can do as safely as we can do it. And so <clears throat> I really enjoyed this movie because I feel like the lesson in in this movie is one, find joy, to give joy, and to truly live like you know you're going to pass, mm-hmm. right? Which is something that we all know, mm-hmm. but we don't like necessarily think like- It'll we, happen to us. Right. And, Especially at a young age, yeah. Exactly. Now, that's not necessarily me. I feel like I struggle with mortality Yeah. a lot, but you know this because you know mm-hmm. me. Um, and one of the questions we have, like, have on here is like, would you rather know when you're going to die or just let it be how it is right now? Mm-mm. Let it be. I don't want to know. And I feel the same way. Um, 
I feel the exact same. I I really envy people who who have a grip on mortality mm-hmm. and are not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not there. Yeah, me either. <laughs> and I don't I, think I will be. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And if I did know, like, say I was given a timestamp, I don't think I'd tell those around me. I feel you. Because I was I was actually reading a book, and I've I've always thought, like, why would you not tell people? Like, let them come to terms with it before, right? Because let them prepare themselves. But I was reading a book, and they said that in the book they were given – you know, so long to live, and they told people, and people coddled them until yeah. they died. People were already mourning them before they yeah, were yeah. dead. Yeah, I was just about to say that the grieving process starts <laughs> yeah. already, which in a way is even worse because you're to them you're already dead. Yeah, exactly. And so then the last couple of months of your life, people are like grieving you, and you're like, I'm still here. Right. Let's <laughs> not act like you know. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, you turn on TV and there's a movie about death. And I'm like, oh, change the channel real quick. I'm like, well, yeah. I want to watch that. And they're yeah. like, oh, well, we just, you know, we figured in your condition, you know, type, type of thing. Yeah. And that's how we do because we want to protect other people. But right. I guess the basis is we got to really recognize that people are living a life that they want to live. And we can just try to enhance that in a way that we can. And I say this to you all the time. And I know the golden rule is like, you know, treat others how you would like to be treated. But I don't, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I tell you all the time, you treat people how they want you to treat them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it kind of gets you in trouble. Yeah, we went, we saw something the other day. What was that notification you got on your watch that was like? Um, it was, so I get the little motive, motive, notification. It was mm-hmm. a notification because it was a motivational uh, quote. And it said, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on it. It's one of the quotes that I like, hate. Give. Oh, it's like pretty much the same effort that people give you or something like that. Something along the lines of choose people that choose you. That's what the quote was. That's what it was. Choose people that choose you. And I hate that. I hate that. This is kind of a tangent real quick, but I just, I get it. And this is, this is the self-care thing. I get it. You want to keep your energy, you know, good and, and people around you. But I think this plays into the silo effect that we're talking about. I want to do stuff for people because I enjoy doing it because I want to give joy. Yeah. It's, we are way too stuck in, into the, the feedback loop that I want to get from you. So instead of me just doing something and it being, uh, unrequited, right. Right. I'm doing it because I want something back. Right. I think about, this is a, the, the thing that literally like literally locks my mind is People are so used to that feedback loop that everything has motive behind it. Mm-hmm. That if I say to somebody something, somebody else is thinking, oh, he said that because he wants to get with her. Or he said that because he wants to get something out of this person. Or he said that because of this. No, I literally just enjoy this. I literally just want to compliment you. Mm-hmm. I don't have no nothing nefarious to do with you. I don't want nothing out of you. Right. I just want to let you know. Which is why I typically... I tell all of my friends and the people who I actually love that I love them. Whether you tell me that back or not, mm-hmm. I don't care if you respond, I love you too. Mm-hmm. I do not care. Because the reason I told you that I love you was not for you to tell me that you love me too. Mm-hmm. The reason I told you I love you is for me to tell you that I love you and for you to know that I love you. Right. That's it. Now, if you tell me you love me too and you actually love me, I think that that's cool and you know, I'm, I love the reciprocity. But I'm not telling you that to get a response. And so mm-hmm. I hate the... 
I hate the notion of like only choose people that choose you. Yeah. Because uh, to me, that we we're not gonna advance as a society if we do that. I need to be able to interact with people who really probably don't even care too much about me. I'm not necessarily going to focus on them too much. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean I'm going to not interact with them at all. I'm just going to stay in my circle of people who who mess with me. Right. And, you know, so I don't know. that I just hate that quote. And I really feel like this movie was kind of against all of that, um, which I enjoyed. It's just meet a stranger and you never know how this person is going to impact your life. Mm -hmm. Legitimately, they live so many years of their life to only really live it in the last months of their life. Right. So the question it really is, is like, how do we truly live life to the fullest every day? That's deep. That's deep. Um, for me, I think living life to the fullest every day is just putting my best foot forward and trying to be the best me that I can be hmm. to those around. When you say your best foot, is that like your left foot or your right foot? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> my right. I have better balance on my right. Now, how that's not easy for you because, you know, like you go through stuff because you're a human. You're not a mm -hmm. robot. Um, as my as Dr. Faulkner, shout out to Dr. Faulkner, um, who is my one of my mentors in counseling. And she would always tell me when stuff happens, are you a human or you're a robot? And yeah. I would always respond, well, I'm a human. Yeah. She was, so stop acting like a robot. Stop expecting to be a robot when you're a human. You have emotions. You're going to go through ups and downs. So it can't be easy for you to just always be the best version of you, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I like that you brought that up. So we are all human, right? Mm -hmm. um, we all deal with our own demons and fight with whatever we have going on. Um, some of you may know, some of you may not know that I was diagnosed with depression when I was in college and I have been to therapy. I've been on medications. Um, and I still, I, I, I'm off medication now, but I still d deal with those thoughts, yeah. those negative thoughts, the, the spiraling into whatever you want to call it, you know, it just comes out of nowhere and it's like, wait, why am I in this headspace? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, why am I thinking the way that I'm thinking? And it's funny that I'm sitting here saying this because you and I always have discussions of why. Like, that's my question to everything is why. I always want to know, want to know the reason behind everything. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I struggle with, obviously. So sometimes it is hard to put my best foot forward and be there for other people. But I still try to do that because right. I don't like letting people down, right? right? So I could be empty glass, like empty cup have nothing left to give, and I'm still going to give. Mm -hmm. I'm a type 2 Enneagram. Ah. <laughs> um, but, but to me, that's what makes me happy. Like, even though sometimes it pains me, and I'm like, why do these people want so much out of me? Giving that makes me feel purposeful. I feel you. I feel you. Um, it's, it's tough to do. I think really for me, living my life to the fullest means being self-aware mm -hmm. and I haven't really done a lot of this recently, but I need to get back into it. I just need to create the time. Yeah. Um, meditation. Yeah. I was about to say, I really want to get into meditation Yeah, and I actually, um, there's a book, the art 
of mindful living or something like that. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, because it's I, on my list. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about is 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 mindfulness and yeah, it's on uh, being self aware. I want to get into it as well because it and it takes a little bit. Um, it's really a dedication, but I think that when you are, when you're into it, when you do it, when you practice it every every day, we have a championship routine. You begin to internalize things in a way to externalize your best self. Mm-hmm. So. Do I recognize that I'm not going to be the best version of myself on a daily basis? Yes. Yeah. But that's the part. That's that's what I'm talking about. Some people don't recognize that. Some people will be in a funk and not recognize they're in a funk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and will and that funk will wear off on other people around them. So, like one of my things that I try with you all the time is constantly if I have something going on in me. That really has nothing to do with you. Whether it be one of my insecurities. Yes, people, I have insecurities just like everybody else. Whether it be one of my insecurities. That doesn't have anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. You didn't cause or create this insecurity. This is right. something I have to deal with with me. Right. So it is unfair for me to run that off on you. So even if the energy, the emotion that I'll put off in our space, because this is our space. This isn't just my space, mm-hmm. right? Which is why I tell you all the time it's important for me to have my certain spaces, yeah. right? So I can retreat to my space, so I can get myself right, so I can present myself better in our space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to do that to live my life to the fullest and then also to look for the exception in everything. And here's what I mean by that. you It's hard for you to take a rest day because you feel like you wasted a day. Yeah, yeah, it is hard for me. I shifted my mindset because I used to feel the same. I deserve this rest. Mm-hmm. I earned this rest. There's nothing wrong with me resting. Mm-hmm. I work every day. I do stuff every day. And p- contrary to popular belief, you can do something every day as long as you have to. You can put in your 40,000 hours or however many hours there are and still not turn what you are an expert in into the money and your in your dreams. Yeah. Okay. Like that is just a thing. Mm-hmm. People think that the American dream, you get a good job, you work hard, you put quote unquote, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You're going to get everything. And I want to talk about this dumbass word manifesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the thing about manifesting air quotes. Manifest manifestation is just mindfulness. Yeah. It such is just a, awareness. It's such a popular word. It yes. came out of nowhere too. I feel like all of a sudden it was the hot topic. Just right. like I don't know why cuz it's been like a, exactly. Cuz it's been a thing. Yeah. You know, it's been a thing especially in the laws of attraction and everything else. If you follow the law of attraction, if you do uh, we can probably do an episode on that. What you are doing is you're making yourself more aware. So one you are recognizing the things that you already did were already there. Mm-hmm. You didn't manifest it to come true. You did the work. You put your mind to something. You set a goal and you did the work to get what you wanted. Did you manifest that? Did it come true because you thought it into doing it? No. What you did was you said, I want A. In order for me to have A, I have to do B, C, and D. So you stuck to B, C, and D. Mm -hmm. I talk to students every Monday on conduct and we talk about goal setting. And I talk about is what you're doing right now congruent with your goals? 
you are not going to reach your goal if you continue to do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's manifestation. But your manifestation is based on what you can do, not others. So you can't just put into the, you're not going to put into the world, oh, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to manifest this that relies on the, the opportunities and efforts of other people to happen. Right. What you manifest are things that you can do. Right. You bring it to your awareness. You follow the steps to get the thing that you want. You're not just going to, I'm going to manifest this job this year. Did that mean you went to a job fair? You put in time working on your resume and your applications? You went to interviews? That's true. The job didn't just come. You didn't just sit there and think and say, but that's how it, that's how it seems online. Mm-hmm. People say manifest. I'm just going to put this on my vision board and it's just going to come true for me because I thought about it. It's going to manifest and happen. No, you got to think about it and you got to behave. You got to think about it and put it in action. Yeah. That in any religion, non-religion or anything else, it's faith without works, right? Yeah. You got to have faith. You got to put in work. Yeah. So for I think I think vision boards are good though to no, no, see definitely. see your goals every day and then to work for them. That, that's exactly yeah. what the vision yeah, board I get is what for. You're now. You know, yeah. like you got to like for me It's something to look at to remind yourself every single day, like this is what I'm working for. This right. is what I'm getting up to go to work for. This is why I put in the hours I put in. This is why I suck up to this boss that I don't even like, you right. know, like All this, this is why I'm doing it. So I, I, I got to see why it. I code switch. Boom. And when you get down in the dumps for you, it, it's going to help you be the best version of yourself mm-hmm. to live your life to the fullest because it's easier to, when you see something to remind yourself, Oh, okay, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard. We get lost in the sauce. We lose our vision. Mm-hmm. You know, we get, everything is just, there's so much noise going around that it's hard to see what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. So we just get stuck in the funk. Yeah. And, so I get it. I, I enjoy all those things. And I'm really not going to hate on you if you say the word manifest. But here's what I'm, if you're going to manifest something, just do the work. Do the work. Put your mind to it. Do the work. If it is something that does not rely on other people, I'm, I'm probably going to guarantee you that if you do the work, you're going to get it. Yeah. Which but, most, most people that do say that are doing the work. So. Right. I feel you. But I'm saying stuff misuse. like misuse. I'm going to put a baby on my vision board and manifest it. That that requires two people, yeah. and that requires that my sperm actually works, and that your womb is going to receive my egg, and it's going to, and the life process is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? This is true. So stuff like that, marriage, you can't manifest marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like you, the other person has to want to be in it as well. So stuff like that, don't get lost in that. I want you to manifest the things that you can, but make them things that are actually attainable for you. That's how you're going to be able to live your life like to the fullest. Because if you're trying to manifest things that are not that rely on other people to do, you're almost setting yourself up for failure, or the expectation is far too great. So if it doesn't happen, your disappointment is huge. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying think small, be small, or or shoot for the ceiling. I'm <laughs> saying there's things that you can shoot for that you, as long as you put the work in, you can do. I can save my money to say I want to go to a trip in Philly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, we plan on doing that last year. We were not planning on the pandemic. I can save my money to say I want to I want to manifest this this honeymoon. That's on us. I have a job. Mm-hmm. I'm working. I can do that. So, just make sure Come y'all are honeymoon. I feel you. Just make sure y'all are 
really figure out a way that works for you to live your life to the fullest every single day. And speaking of manifesting, is there like a mantra or that you live by or a story that like gave you purpose? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that my life mantra, I don't think it is. My life mantra is, and and going back to the, did you have joy in your life and is your life bringing other people joy? Um, my mantra is be somebody who makes everybody feel like a somebody. Mm. And I've lived by that since high school. Like, I don't know. I heard it in high school and I was like, wow. that is so true. And I have felt that way. It's been my bio and some social media aspect. I don't know if it's there anymore, but I, I truly believe that. And I truly live by that. You know, like I'm going to treat the janitor with as much respect as I treat the VP right, or the president or, you know, everybody deserves the same level of respect regardless of where we are or what we have done. Because you don't know somebody else's story. Right. You Never. Know? That that janitorial job might be their favorite thing because they used to be a big wig at some company where they were putting in 80 hours a week and never seeing their family. Well, now when they're a custodian, they just work their 40 hours and go home and get to spend time with their family. You know? It also could be that the custodian is actually rich. They just enjoy their job, so they do it. Or they're rich and they wanted a job to get away from some stuff at home or just spend their time doing other stuff. So they're right. a custodian, which is probably, which we've had this discussion before. I'm not going to go into it here, but it's part of the reason why I don't like the society around tipping. That's just me. <laughs> people typically look at people who are tipping as like, it's the only job they could get. So we have to help them out. And so to me, that's the problem. I feel like people don't look at everybody the same. Right. Um, but I feel well, you. I so like be to somebody that, that makes everybody feel like somebody. You know, I like, like that. if I'm if I'm putting in the effort into a stranger or into a friend or into a colleague of making them feel like the best version of themselves, then I know that I'm doing the right thing. Mm. And I know that I'm doing what makes my heart happy Amen. because I really like to, I like to help others see the potential in themselves. Wow. That's crazy because that's literally my story. I think that that's, that's my purpose. And the way that I got that shout out to my high school coach, coach Keith. Um, there's a couple of things that he did to me that I never like thought at the time, obviously hindsight's always 2020. So when I was coming in my freshman year into uh, high school, we were doing like what we call House of Pain, which is like summer workouts, mm -hmm. just crazy. Yeah. And I remember he said to me when I was in a group, he said, you're going to be the best one coming out of, out of your class. I did, First time I'm a freshman, I'm trash at football <laughs> at this time. I had no idea what he's talking about. And I'm thinking he's talking about like the group of people I'm running with right now, which at the time, I was probably better athletic leading them. Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, <clears throat> but I didn't know then it was a preview for how he was going to change my life in three years. Because he saw something in me that I did not see in myself. And so my senior year, or two years, my junior year, actually, for some reason, my junior year, I'm not getting no burn. I'm literally practicing. I'm doing all the starter uh, reps because our starter was, he's a senior, but like, he's like hurt every week. Mm -hmm. And shout out to Tajay, because me and Tajay literally are like doing all the starter reps in practice, but we would just get benched during the game. So, and I say we, Tajay, don't let me out you, because Tajay was actually getting minutes. 
I wasn't getting no minutes. I was getting no burn during the game. Mm -hmm. So literally, we're getting down to the nitty gritty of the season. They're, they've been using me like Mr. Utility. And at this time, football was my life. Okay, it was my identity, was everything. People knew me through football. I was getting somewhat good at football. They just used me on the field everywhere. If there was like a like a like a point in the field where there was an empty, they're like, you know what? Send Middleton out there. He he can do it. Because I had the athletic ability to be anywhere on the field. But what that made me feel like is that I wasn't good enough to be good anywhere else. I was just good enough to stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. Right? That they wouldn't, they weren't sure enough to put me in one position and just trust me to do that. Mm -hmm. And so what that led me to was like maybe one game I would play a lot of reps at like tight end. But if the next game we weren't doing any tight end sets, I didn't play all game. So we're playing Cedar Hill. Cedar Hill won the state championship before that, if you know Texas uh, layout. Uh, Cedar Hill won a state championship before that. And we are getting our butts kicked. Shout out Brandon Kelsey, my boy. Um, we're getting our butts kicked 31-13 at halftime. I'll never forget this. My dad could never come to my games because he always worked in Dallas and it was pretty late. But Cedar Hill was a little bit close to his job, so I knew he could make it. But when I look up at halftime, he's not there, mm -hmm. right? So I'm like, dang, my dad wasn't coming to this one. But he told me he was going to come, right? So I really want my dad to be there. That's so and sad. I know. And the thing is, it's not really sad on the fact that, like, he was a deadbeat dad because he was. He was the world's greatest father. He just had to work, you know, mm -hmm. and like he would get off work, but it took so long to get from Dallas to like back home. Right. So he typically couldn't make it on a Friday night to my games, you know, like he would get up 530 or something and he's not going to make it to my game on mm -hmm. time. So sometimes he would get off early. So shout out to Pops. Like in my senior year, he would he would work later on another day and then get off early another day to make it to my game. But I really want him to come to this Cedar Hill game because I thought I was going to get burned. I didn't get no burn. So at halftime, I'm in the locker room. Mind you, I play offense my entire life. I'm in the locker room. I'm mad. And I'm telling Tajay, bro, after this game, I quit football. I'm done with football. I'm just going to focus on shot put, basketball, and everything else. Like, I'm done. They don't want to play me, bro. They don't appreciate me. I'm done with football. Tajay, like, nah, bro, don't do it. But he's also, like, on the slide, like, if you got to do what you got to do, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he's, like, trying to be a supportive friend, but, like, don't do it, don't do it. But I feel you at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm done, bro. Like, it's a wrap. And Coach Keith, who was a defensive coordinator at the time, I think he was a defensive coordinator, but he was a defensive coach. Coach Keith comes down to the locker room and plucks me out the locker room. I just remember him opening the door. He pointed at me and said, come here. I said, okay. So I got up. He brings me outside. With <laughs> he the, heard you. Yeah. <laughs> he brings me outside with, I guess, like the defensive group. And he pulls me to the side. And I'd never forget the words he spoke. He said, if they are not going to use you on offense, they're idiots. So here's what we're going to do. I said, all right. He said, I'm a, I need you to play defensive tackle. We're getting our ass kicked. We couldn't stop a nosebleed. I need you to play defensive tackle for me. And I said, I've never played defense before. He said, I don't care. You know how to play football. You know the gaps, don't you? He said, yeah. He said, cool. Kevin Alino is going to line you up. When the ball is snapped, go play football. I said, okay. And he said, if you need a rest, just tap your helmet. I said, all right. He said, good. We're going to play some goddamn football tonight. I will never forget what he said ever. So... Second half, I'm running down a tunnel out the locker room, and guess who I see in the stands? Pops made it. You know what I'm saying? He made mm -hmm. it. He's right at the edge. He's like, Corey! You know, <laughs> you know, Pops, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I look up. Like, Pops is here. All right, I got to turn up now. I got to turn up. My, now, we came back and won the game. It wasn't all on me. Obviously, our offense did a great job. Brandon had a phenomenal second half. Mm -hmm. But we know what happened. I ended up with, in one half, I had 13 tackles. I forced a fumble, and I got the game-winning fumble recovery. That's how we won the game. I fell on the ball, I won the game. And that moment, it changed my life because after the game, as emotional as I was, and we won the game, we were all hype and everything else, 
And Coach Keith just, you know, gave me like a little pat on the back and said, good job. And I started playing defense after that. But when I went home that night, all I could think about was like, this person literally has never seen me play defense before. And I remember what he told me my freshman year coming in. But he believed in me when nobody else would. Mm -hmm. He saw something in me that nobody else saw, or at least at the time did not see. Yeah, And was willing to take an opportunity on me. Right, take just take a chance. Mm-hmm. Give me opportunity, take a chance, and see what happens. And so from that moment on, I've always felt like my purpose. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to fi- like look at people differently, find out what's the greatest thing about them, the best thing that they can offer the world that nobody else can give. Mm-hmm. What makes them the individual, and help help them see that, help bring that out of them. So like that's like the story I live by. I always tell Coach Keith, shout out to you because you literally changed my life. Um, in the, in the smallest of ways. And, and that then seems you went like on a, to college to play football. I did. I went, I mean, look at it. Look at, look at God. <laughs> look at God. L- look at us. And Coach Keith. You know what I'm saying? Shout <laughs> out to Coach Keith. I mean, I had other great coaches. Coach Nelson, I ended up going back to mm-hmm. offense in the, uh, the senior. But because I played defense, like check out how the scholarship worked. Because I played defense, I got in better shape. And I was playing defense and I was really good at playing defense. defense. I got in better shape though. And our center the next year cut his hand wide open, he couldn't play. So I had to go play offense. I had to play offense and defense, but I had to go play offense. But I was in so much better shape because I played defense that it ended up landing me scholarships offers because Mm -hmm. I was playing better offense. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity I got playing defense landed me into a better situation on offense, which got me the scholarship offers. So again, like I'm always going to shout out Coach Keith and my boy Coach Nelson because, you know, lifelong friend because he always gave me the gems, Pete Nelly. But... He took a chance on me. And that's what I feel like my purpose is. It's something that I live by. The story that I will always tell. Um, if I had to write a book on it, I probably would or something. But you always, you already know. I love that. I'm sure you all have stories like that. But uh, if you have a mantra or you know your life's pur- purpose, let us know. Yeah. I think that that will be tag pretty interesting. In tag Yeah. Let us you know, do a little Instagram story or something and tag us in it so we can re, uh, repost it. Because we really want to know. Like, I think it's pretty interesting how people find out what their purpose is and, and things that they live by. So, And speaking of tagging us in it, um, join our Facebook group. Yes, indeed. Please join our Facebook group. You know what I'm saying? The Pe- Press Next Club. We need you to to get in, not only get in, to be active. We post stuff on there. Shout out to everybody who who does respond and who is very active in there. Um, that group is for, for our fans and us just to be able to um, converse and discuss the topics and stuff that we talk about. Um, you can follow us on Twitter too. If Twitter's more your thing, press next pod. Please do so. You can follow us on IG and or TikTok. TikTok about to go up. So if you're not on TikTok, get on TikTok and follow us because I promise you there's more content that we about to drop. And mm-hmm. I think that you mm-hmm. will be interested in. But big news is next month is Black History Month. Woo! And we will be centering our discussions, our movies, our TV shows, and everything around uh, celebrating Black history and Black excellence. Um, so I'm excited for that me too um, my favorite month of the year second favorite month of the year is November because you know <laughs> my birthday and a Scorpio uh, and then my third favorite month obviously is December and my fourth favorite is July only because Katie's birthday is at the end of July uh-huh. but February also has you know lovey dovey days in it that's when I was probably conceived so I like to think of myself as a love child uh, but yeah, so next true. month, if you are, uh, you know, interested in hearing and celebrating black stories and everything else, we will be, uh, that will be the topic of discussion. 
uh, as well as like our role in how we feel like we fit into either the black community or the interracial community and things like that. Yeah. How have we been affected by uh, racism and bigotry and things of that nature? Um, and who knows? Maybe we'll have a guest, our first guest. <laughs> we got something over our sleeves. But anyway, <laughs> y'all stay tuned for that. I think it's going to be really cool. I'm really invested, obviously, uh, because I really just enjoy uh, black culture, my culture, my heritage. Um, speaking of your genealogy, I did mine too because my mm -hmm. dad just always say we was from somewhere else, but we not, girl. <laughs> I'm from Africa, <laughs> okay. The lot of me is from Africa, okay. Now I do have some other roots like Irish roots, but that that's not uncommon either, especially when you think about black settlers in, in Ireland. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, full on and full through. Some of my family members, thanks to that, uh, thanks to that wonderful thing we call melanin. Some of them, by white as a ghost, though, you would think that is true that they white, but they not. They black. That is true. I think your mom's side of the family. Yeah, they, they all look, are fair. They all look mixed. Yeah, but they not, though. Yeah, that's the funny that's part. Crazy. It's like, they not. That's the cool thing about being black, man. We got a lot of cool things. We superheroes. But anyway, that's what our next month is going to focus on. Uh, I hate that it's a shorter month, but it is what it is. We'll take it how it comes. But we're going to have fun doing that. And last but not least, we are uh, self-funded. So, again, if you want to throw us any coin, trying to help us out, make your podcast better, um, send us something via Cash App or Venmo. Okay, press next podcast on both of them. Drop a 5, a 10, a 20, a 30, a 40, okay. a 50. All right. Oh, my bad. I'm about to start going. Let's wrap it up. 15, 30, 37, 38. Anyway, uh, please do that. Follow us on all of our platforms. And then also drop a rating. Uh, mm -hmm. on our yes. uh, Apple podcast. Please drop a rating. Please, please, please drop a rating. Do that for us. We love y'all. We'll be back next week with another episode. Let y'all know what to watch, but engage with us this week on social media and we will be out. And Katie got a message for you every single time. We ended it the same way. She's going to let you know. Yes. Always press next. Always press next. We love y'all. <laughs>